everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is the last week in October 2018. My name is Florence Bremer. I am a wife, a mother, a movie enthusiast, a lover of a great deal, amateur restaurant critic, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. This podcast talks about time management and attorney wellness. This podcast is also for other people in business, other people who are working, stay-at-home moms, anyone who can use any of my tips that I've discovered on how to manage my life. I hope this helps other people. We have really big news for the podcast. This week, the podcast was accepted to iTunes. Please go to iTunes and subscribe. Please go to iTunes and rate and review. That helps other people to find me. This week, my podcast, I'm calling it Just Keep Swimming. If you've ever seen Finding Nemo or Finding Dory, the very um, charming... Pixar Disney movies about the fish who gets lost. You know Dory, voiced by Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she has a very bad memory. Lots of people in my family call me Dory because my memory is so bad. And what I say about my bad memory is it's not my fault. I have so much information coming at me all the time from clients, from emails, from the news, from judges, from my family, uh, from just everywhere. And everyone has this. It's phenomenal to me that we have a, a lifestyle where you're just inundated with information every moment. Besides my horrible memory, <laughs> um, I like to identify with Dory because of her positive attitude. And if you recall, her little song is just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And she has a little more words to it in the Finding Dory movie. But basically, she keeps moving when she's not sure what to do, or not sure where her family is, or what she's going to do next. She just keeps swimming. So that is the uh, title of today's show and it is also the tips that I'm going to give today. The reason I started thinking about this was what happened to me this week and I know a few weeks ago I did a podcast on managing 12-hour days. That week that I did the podcast of managing the 12-hour days I think I had two or three 12-hour days and I had some time in the office and I was able to catch up. That week feels like a vacation compared to the week I just got out of. And I have my calendar open in front of me because I wanted to to share what it was like. So on Sunday the 21st, I worked all day because I could look at the calendar for the upcoming week and I knew that I had to get on top of stuff. I was already prepared, but there was so much that was going on this week that I knew I was going to be 
in my office chair and in front of my computer so little. I just wanted a fresh start. So I worked all day Sunday. I, I think it was a seven-hour day. I worked some of it at home and, and some of it at the office. And by Sunday night, I felt I am so prepared. Thank goodness I did that. I, it Did it really help me? I mean, I think it did. But for the rest of the week, it just was a week of falling behind. So on Monday, I had a day of depositions at my office. By the time I got done, it was in the afternoon, and I had three meetings in the afternoon, and um, that's Monday. So then Tuesday, I had a day of depositions in Scottsdale, and then I also had my, I have my physical training on Tuesday and Thursday at five o'clock. More and more, it is harder for me to get to these appointments. And I'm so glad that I have them set as appointments. If I didn't have them set as an appointment where I knew my trainer was there, and I do it in a group setting, so there is other people there. So it's not like my trainer's sitting there. And I'm paying her, obviously. She's pretty flexible where if you can't make a session, she would credit it to another session. But I never do that because if I figure I am paying for it, it's an appointment. I'm not going to be able to get my money back. That's going to get me there. So on Tuesday, I was I was coming back from my deposition. We had this insane weather in Arizona. This October has been the wettest October, I think, in recorded Arizona history. It was pitch black by 4.30. It was pouring rain. You couldn't see in front of you. I just hugged the right lane on the highway, which I've, I think I've mentioned it before, I have this theory of driving called the Florence Bremer School of One Lane Driving. And I really try to stay in one lane to the greatest extent possible to wherever my destination is. And for the most part, if I'm not we, I used to be a weaver, I used to weave in and out of traffic. And then I would notice that when I would get to my destination, sometimes a car that I had passed some time ago was right there. I wasn't saving any time. If there's a semi in front of you and it's going five miles an hour or someone with a pickup truck and they're moving and it's full of things and they're going slow, I mean, by all means, you got to go around them. But otherwise, if you just stay in one lane, kind of slow and steady, like the turtle in the hare story, you're slow and steady wins the race. That works for me, I would say, 90% of the time. So I get back into town for my training Tuesday night. It's pitch black. It's raining. Everything's all flooded. Um, a phenomenon in Arizona is that if it rains, it floods. When it stops raining, it goes away pretty quickly. The, the water that has accumulated on the streets, but for a period of time, it's accumulating. So by the time I get back into Anthem, it's half an hour into my training. I went to training with no shoes on and um, worked out with no shoes on because your shoes were going to get ruined. It was ankle deep water going up to my trainer's location. Then on Wednesday, I had a luncheon for a volunteer 
opportunity that I do every year. It's called Court Works. It's run by Judge Murgia, who is on the Ninth Circuit. And I volunteered for it for probably 10 years. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. At the luncheon, they give you an update on what's uh, what's going to happen for the year. I've done it so many times. I don't really need the talk so much anymore, but I like to meet the new people who are doing it that year. Court Works is an opportunity for 7th and 8th gra- graders to come into the district court in Arizona and put on a trial. They're given a set of facts. They practice. Uh, they interview witnesses. Some of the students act as the witnesses. Other students act as the jury. All of the students take a role in the courtroom. I wish I would have had something like that when I was younger because just standing up and saying words and moving around a courtroom, it's so valuable for any type of speaking. These kids don't have to be lawyers, but to have an opportunity where they can stand up, where lots of eyes are on them, and they can say things, it's so helpful. I am not a natural public speaker. I am not an extrovert. All of that is very difficult for me. I remember a time in high school when we had oral reports. And I did an oral report and I put my chin into my chest and mumbled through it. I don't think anyone could have understood a word that I said. I took took an acting class in college and I did the same thing. I practiced this monologue on my own for weeks. And then when I got into class, I it couldn't even come out. It came out as a mumble. And to see these kids, how poised they are and happy to be there, it's just joyous. So it's something that's very important to me. And in terms of things, um, when you're somewhere and you have to be somewhere else and does the timing work out, The timing actually worked out really well for me because I had a sentencing in the same courthouse at um, right after the luncheon and had a little bit of time to take one more look at my notes. So I had a sentencing on um, Wednesday afternoon and then I went back into Anthem, had a little bit of time and then went to my church group at seven. Thursday I had three hearings. I had one Thursday morning. I had two Thursday afternoon that basically overlapped where I was running from one courtroom to the other. And then I had my training at five o'clock. I was 30 minutes late for each of my trainings on Tuesday and Thursday. As part of the Just Keep Swimming, even though I was late, I went to the last half hour of the training. I got something done just trying to stay on a schedule of where I was doing something for self-care and keeping myself going in terms of strength and pain management. Um, and it was, it was super helpful on that sort of week. On Friday, I had an all-day conference. My conference was for the Arizona Women Lawyers Association. It was an all-day conference And um, I was so tempted to not go. I was a sponsor of it for this year. Um, 
it's which didn't require me to go. I didn't have any, you know, official duties or anything like that. But it was important to me because I was a sponsor and the topics during the convention were stuff that is very important to me. It is is things that I talk about in this podcast. But after the week, I was really tempted not to go. But I went and that helped me so much. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that were talked about at the conference. Then I stayed in Phoenix and my husband, my brother... And my brother's significant other met me, and we went to the Bill Burr comedy show. I was dreading it because it was going to be a late night out after a week of being not at home. Um, I was every um, evening I was getting home about eight because I would go back to the office and get in a little bit more work and have to grab files late. It just was one of my least favorite weeks that I've had probably this year. So I was dreading it. I didn't want to do it. It was something I'd been looking forward to for months and um, went to it and had a great time. I will say something about the theater we went to. It's Comerica Theater in Phoenix. It's actually everything I had this week was sort of within a four mile radius, not from my house, (laughs) obviously, but all the events that I had were very close to each other. I still ended up driving, I think, about 400 miles this week. Uh, So Comerica Theater is by the federal courthouse. The show started at 8 o'clock. We got there at a quarter to 8. We had dinner beforehand. And then when we got there, there's a line wrapped around the building, and they were letting people in extremely slow because the security was extremely slow. I could not believe it. And I said to um, my husband and my brother and, um, and, and Kat, who's his uh, significant other, I said, oh, they're not starting the show. How can they start the show when there's about 2,000 people outside? I think the venue holds about 4,000. Like, they're not going to start it. We get in. It took us almost an hour to get in. We get in. We go to our seats. And the show's on. It's It had been going. We only missed the opening act. And it was someone, it was a comedian we didn't know. So we were fine with all of that. But I couldn't believe that the venue was fine with everyone being outside and then them starting the show. Uh I don't know who you go to to complain about something like that, but I was very shocked that they didn't care. They didn't, weren't trying to get people in any quicker. They weren't trying to delay the show. It's so dark when you go into the theater that um, you sort of need to have your phone on to shine to see the seats. And no help, no help from the people who work there, nothing. But the show itself, we, our butts touched the seats and Bill Burr walked on stage. So in terms of it all being worth it, it really was. And he was funny and he was himself and he was, did the kind of comedy that he does if you're familiar with him. And we had a fun time. And then on the way back, of course, Arizona does this other thing where they were literally closed down a piece of the highway. They don't, put it down to one lane, they divert everyone from the highway, you take a detour and you get back on 
because they supposedly are doing road work. So it just got us home really late. So that was really late on Saturday or on Friday night. On Saturday was my first day of not having work. And what do I do? (laughs) Do I get some sleep? No, I get up at 630 and I take a walk. But as I've talked about on the podcast before, that Saturday morning walk is part of my refresher. It's part of helping me to just keep swimming. I, in a way, almost think of my weeks as starting on Friday. Friday is the last day of the week where I can have court. When I can't have court, I try to cut out of the office a little bit early, get a jump on the weekend. That has not happened to me in quite a while. I have had court on Fridays um, very consistently for about the last two months. But then Saturday, I do not have to be in court. So I will do all the things that are good for me and good for my mindset good for me as a attorney, because I'm doing things that refresh me. And part of that is that walk. And we are getting into the month of hitting the glory days of Arizona. Our temperatures have gone up a little bit in this last week, and then they're dipping down next week. But it's still not bad. I think it's the hottest it's been this week is maybe 90. But a morning walk is just lovely. So I had coffee. I actually came back and laid down for a little bit because I knew I had a big night. I took my father-in-law to church in the afternoon, uh, returned books to the library, got new books, got new movies. My (laughs) checking out books and movies at the library is very optimistic. I will order books and I'll get movies Do I get to them most of the time? I really don't. But it just makes me feel like a real person. Like I'm a person with stuff to read that is not just related to my cases, not just related to to the law. One tip I'll give is one thing I like to check out from the library quite a bit is cookbooks. Because a cookbook, you don't have to follow a story. The pictures are beautiful. Sometimes there'll be little snippets regarding travel, or just fresh ingredients, or farmer's markets, and it just makes you feel more in touch with just being a a person who enjoys food and enjoys life. Uh, I saw my brother for a little bit, and then um, on Saturday, and then Sunday, or Saturday night, my sister-in-law and I had a night planned out, and I've talked about Adam Carolla before. He is the podcast that I listen to consistently and enjoy consistently. And I took his pod class master class before I started my own podcast so I could learn about what equipment to use. And he came to Phoenix and did a show. So if he's in Phoenix, I'm definitely seeing him. So we went to the show, had a great time. Phoenix this weekend, when you sometimes when you get out and you just do things that are fun, a little surprises will happen. And we went out and we had planned to grab dinner. And I have a client who enjoys Adam Carolla. And we he was my client first. 
husband and wife. They're my clients first. Later, we discovered that we both enjoyed Adam Carolla, and he was. They were going to the show, so we um, met uh, to have dinner. But we got there early, and before dinner, there was Arizona saying, "Hey, we have this comedy festival." And we went to this area, and there really wasn't any people there. I don't know if we were there early or if um, Friday night ended up being the more popular night. I'm not sure. Just all I know is that there was this tented area and there really wasn't any people. And then we walked into the storefront and it was, we didn't even know what we were walking into. We were just kind of touring around and seeing what there was before we met our friends for dinner. And we walk in and it was a pop-up podcast um station and there was just a couple of guys in there and I just seen you know five or six um people sitting on a couch and then to the right there was people on a little platform doing a podcast who I saw later you know because my head was turned one way and then the people who were doing the podcast said come on in we're doing a podcast And all of a sudden, we just find ourselves in the middle of a podcast, and it ended up being super fun. The podcast was done by a comedian named Ian Bagg, I-A-N-B-A-G-G. He was very funny. Uh, He told us he was on one of the seasons of Last Comic Standing. He was cracking us up. He was asking us questions. And this was just all a surprise. And then we went to Adam's show and had a great time, and I got home at 1 in the morning. So I said to myself, I'm not setting an alarm. I'm going to get up when I get up. And anyone who knows me is going to be super surprised about this. I didn't get up till 10. And then I called my oldest daughter, and I said, let's have breakfast. She was trying to hang out with me yesterday, but I was too busy. So we had this really nice, long, leisurely breakfast and and talked. Then I came back and read some magazines. Um, and now I'm doing this podcast. In the week that I thought would never end by powering through it, by trying to stay on a schedule for self-care, for trying to be mindful of getting enough rest, I made it through. Rest, that's that's a really big one. On Wednesday night, I went to bed at a pretty normal time, maybe 9 o'clock. And I'll tell you how exhausted I was that usually I watch a, a show, you know, one of my shows that are DVR'd. Instead, what I was doing is I was putting on Family Guy for one hour on Hulu. I've seen all the Family Guys. Obviously, there's not like a continuing storyline. It's uh, every episode is standalone. It's light. It's funny. I put it on. I had put an hour sleep timer on, and I'm was probably asleep in five minutes every night. That's how exhausted I was. But then on Thursday morning, the day that I had the five, I'm sorry, the three hearings, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning and I needed to wake up at five. I couldn't go back to sleep. I just kept reliving my cases, reliving my cases, reliving my cases and thinking about 
how I was going to keep up on the schedule with the three hearings. And then finally, five o'clock rolled around and I just had to get out of bed. And then, of course, at five o'clock, if, if any of this has happened to anyone, you feel like you can just pass out and go to sleep and you need to get up and go like you don't have a choice anymore. Thursday night, um, I fell asleep pretty quickly, though, and one of my tips for someone when you have a, a sleepless night, and I know there's this doesn't work for everyone because there's people with chronic sleeplessness, so it's not gonna it's not a one size fits all and um, and it's it won't work for everyone. But I've noticed that if I do have that very sleepless night, the next night I'm gonna sleep well. And I did. Like I went to sleep early. I slept through my alarm. Like it was crazy. Just exhausted head to toe. And that's how I felt all week. But I just kept moving. I just kept pushing forward and making sure that to the to the best extent possible that I was drinking enough water, that I had snacks in my car. I had cliff bars. The chocolate peanut butter ones are my favorite. They kind of taste like a Larissa's peanut butter cup a little bit, but I guess better for you. So I had those in my car for emergencies. Uh, I spent hours and hours in traffic all week because of all the driving I had to do. So it was good to have water and snacks on me. Okay. Oh, I do have a tip for, I don't know if these restaurants are, are everywhere, but next to the courthouse in Phoenix, a chain opened up is called La, La Madeleine. Not sure if I'm saying that right. It's French and it's a French bakery chain. Delicious, by the way. I had a croissant and coffee. The croissant was delicious. It was an almond croissant. The croissant was delicious. The coffee was delicious. And the coffee, they have a stand for it so you can just help yourself. I had a two-hour break between my morning hearing and when my afternoon started. And I just camped out at this place. Another thing they have is um, free free bread and jam. So they have little slices of bread of sourdough, wheat, and I can't remember what the other one is. And then they have blackberry jam and strawberry jam, and you can help yourself. So I had my croissant earlier. And then before I left the bakery, I had some of the bread and the jam. And that is my new place to go. I have decided when I am stuck downtown, um, between hearings, it's uh, more convenient than Starbucks because you can help yourself to the coffee. And also, if you want to have an actual lunch, they have, I wasn't able to try anything on Friday or on Thursday, but I looked at what other people were eating and it looked really good. Nice sandwiches on nice bread, lots of salads with lots of greens, and their bakery case is amazing. So if you have one nearby you, I definitely recommend trying it. That is my um, week. And I want to talk a little bit about the conference that I went to. Because when I went to the conference, I did have in mind that I wanted to talk about my theme of just keep swimming. And then luckily, the conference had 
different sessions on attorney wellness, attorney mindfulness, uh, stressors for attorney, ethical duties for attorneys who are having um, either drug or alcohol issues or stress issues or memory issues. And I wanted to share some things that I learned, some notes that I took. So the four primary elements of stress in the law is you have massive quantities of work. There's an emphasis on perfection. There is a tendency to catastrophize. And you are surrounded by conflict always. And I thought this was just a perfect summary of it. I'd also like to mention that if you have the ability to go to some sort of conference where you're talking about wellness in your profession or overall wellness and time management, go to it. Sharing that energy with a group of people who are going through what you're going through is very helpful. All week I had been feeling sorry for myself and feeling like, I can't do this. How am I going to get through this? I shouldn't even be at this conference. I should be back working. And then I went to the conference and I was surrounded by, I think there had to have been 200 women, 300. I'm not sure. Um, And we had one, we had one soul man who came to the conference and he was so great and so fun. And um, I thought, God bless you for coming here and, and sharing this with us. Um, and But the, having that energy of people who were in the same field and knew what I was going through, I felt a lot of the stress wash away. My stress level actually ebbed and flowed during the day because I would hear stories of people with similar situations and my stress would release. But they'll tell you, it had the opposite effect too. I would hear these stories of people who were stressed out and they had all this stuff going on and my stress levels would rise. Um, but it overall, being able to share that with a group of people in the same situation made me feel so much better. They also talked about making sure that you stay aware of your needs and that you don't sacrifice everything in your life for a job. When I first started practicing law 20 years ago, I worked for a firm. They were actually really nice. I know there's firms out there that are not as nice as the one that I worked for for that short period of time. But even when I started practicing law, things like time management, mindfulness, wellness, meditation practice, they were not spoken. Things that were spoken were bill as many hours as you can, um, pull an all-nighter and shower at the office, have a change of clothes at the office in case you need to pull an all-nighter, work every weekend, uh, be available all the time. And when I first started, this is prior to smartphones. So this was just regular cell phones, regular email that you logged onto it. 
people didn't send emails as much. Still, people were sending faxes. Faxes were the way that people urgently reached someone. And uh, telephone, right? Just regular landline telephone. And, and still you were expected to be on all the time. And now with all these tools that help us, that can also hurt us by making us too connected, we just really need to be aware of, of what we need. And there was a psychologist who spoke at the conference, and she made a list of things that people give up while they're working. They might postpone marriage and family. They might not be there for their family because of their work. They might postpone intimacy or love. They might delay financial independence. They might neglect their physical, emotional, mental health. They may have stress burnout. They may neglect sleep. And whatever you're Whatever you do to help yourself, make sure you do it. It's good for business. It's good for you. And it's the right thing to do. After this week, I felt like I could almost hang it up. Just hang it up totally. And I didn't want to do any of the stuff that I had planned for months that was the the things that were going to bring me pleasure and bring me closer to my family and let me see my husband. I felt like I was a ship passing in the night with him. He was at home and I was never at home. And then finally on Friday night, I was able to see him and we could laugh together and drive home together from the show. And what if I would have gave that up? What if I just would have said, you know what? I'm not going to the convention. I'm not going to the show. You guys go, I'm going to go to the office and answer emails. Would I be a better attorney for my client? No, I would not. If if you don't have the things that you need to do that help yourself, you're, you're going to be, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're doing landscaping, whether you're an executive, you're not going to be able to do it. There was another speaker at the conference. Her name was Lisa Smith. She wrote a book called Girl Walks Out of a Bar. I've read a few, I bought it at the conference. Um, She was selling them there. And I read a few chapters before um, today's podcast. And Lisa is a recovering alcoholic. And she was also... uh, addicted to cocaine, and also a lawyer. And her life spiraled out of control. And she hid it really well. She would cover up, she would drink when she woke up so she could get steady. And then she would use cocaine to pick her back up from the alcohol. She would cover it up with gum, perfume, whatever to mask the smell and then she would go to work and and worked in New York as an attorney on I think she I can't remember if she was a litigator or transactional or both but whatever she was doing sounded very high pressure and finally she had to say 
I am an alcoholic. I'm killing myself. Her retirement plan, I, I, my heart broke when she said this. Her retirement plan was that she was just going to die. She thought, I'm drinking myself to death. I'm not going to contribute to my 401k anymore. And that's what she was planning. And it just was heartbreaking. And one thing she said, and it was, um, I mean, kind of tongue in cheek and, and kind of funny. Uh, but it, I really started thinking about it and then made my own list um, after she said it. She said, as an alcoholic and as a drug abuser, she has support groups that she can go to like AA. And those were very helpful to her because she had the support. And then she also went to a psychiatrist and she got on the right medication. And and that helped her with deal with her addictions. But I also thought, whatever it is that you're doing, make sure you have some sort of support group. And perhaps it doesn't need to be something structured um, like AA necessarily, but something, whether it's a, a more formal group or an informal group. And when I was initially thinking about this and she was saying, well, you know, I was lucky I had these support groups that helped me deal with this. And I thought, well, I, I don't think I have support groups. I don't have that sort of support. And then I thought about it and I made a laundry list and I do. I go to church services on the weekend. I go to a small church group on during the week where we just sit in a circle and and talk about our, the Bible and our weeks and how we're doing and we think about people who need our prayers and we pray for them. I also have many support groups of my friends who are lawyers where we have dinner and we just talk and vent and just talk about our cases. And sometimes when you talk about them, you see it in a new light or they'll tell you about your their case and you talk through it and then come up with a solution for them. And then yourself, you've worked through it. So if you have something kind of similar on another case, you can work through it. I have my friends who are not lawyers and my family. This is all a support group. Use use your support groups and they can help you just by talking it out or maybe they can help you with something you just need done. Uh, you know, I've had <laughs> my daughter was over a couple of weeks ago and we were going somewhere and um, I said, hey, before we go, will you clean my kitchen? And she did. Because I just sometimes don't feel like I have any time to clean. Um, so that was a support group. I took advantage of my daughter being there. She's always really good about cleaning. She's amazingly good about cleaning now that she doesn't live with me. <laughs> when she lived with me, she was a slob. I also have a business network group uh, that I meet with every other Wednesday. And we were mostly a leads group of giving each other leads for our different businesses. And if you are in Anthem and you want to check us out, go to bnaonline.com. There's a list of local businesses, people who do great things. Uh, they can clean your pool. 
They can repair your pool. There's an insurance person. There's a CPA. There's lots of great businesses together. We're all in a different profession. Um, but besides for giving each other leads, we also offer support in, the ter- in terms of just educating each other about each other's businesses and talking about business in general, being small business owners, how it works, how we manage our time, what we do when it's time to file taxes, all the millions of things that you have to do on your own when you're a small business owner. So take advantage of your support groups as well. I wanted to share a quote that I heard this week as I was thinking about my theme of just keep swimming. And the quote is by a man named John Maxwell. And he said, people have uphill hopes and downhill habits. And that really resonated with me, where I thought, I I have all these things I need to do. I'm hopeful for it. I'm hopeful that I can take care of everyone that needs to be taken care of. But then what am I doing in terms of habits? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I drinking enough water? Am I eating something that's not a donut? All those sorts of things um, to help me get from one place to another. I have these hopes. I have to just make sure my habits match. Usually I do a movie review or tell you about a television show I've been watching. I really don't have one this week because all I could do this week is work. Um, I haven't been to the movies since I went and saw Halloween. And I don't know when I'll get there. Just things have been super busy. But my sister-in-law sent me a text on Friday night when I was coming home. And she said, if you haven't watched the new episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, just watch the first 10 minutes of it. She said, there's a song that you're going to love. And in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the main character is a lawyer. And she also has mental health issues. Um, and the show's also a comedy and a musical. So there's... A lot going on in the show and it works pretty well the first two episodes of this is the fourth and final season the first two episodes of the season weren't as fun and cohesive as some of the other episodes but this third episode I started watching it and it it looks like it's um, telling a story that can be rather fun so the main character is an attorney and she had has mental health issues. Another great thing about this show is that they bring to light mental health issues and that people need help for them. Also in a way that's fun. Um, but it's a it's a good reminder of it. So the, again, the main character played by Rachel Bloom, her and the character's name is Rebecca Bunch. And she's an attorney. And so she's been out of the practice for a little bit because she's been dealing with these issues that she's been having, both legal and mental health issues. So she goes back in, she's practicing law, and then she goes down to buy a pretzel 
um, at a pretzel stand in her building. And the guy who is running the stand is an ex-attorney. So they start talking about it, and then it goes into a song. And this might be one of my favorite Crazy Ex-Girlfriend songs, and I have a lot of favorites. And this song was called Don't Be a Lawyer. It is very much like a new edition song, if anyone remembers them. Very um, bubbly, but the lyrics are hilarious. If you can go to YouTube and just put in Don't Be a Lawyer, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it'll pop right up. I watched it one more time before the podcast because I just wanted to write down a few lines from the song. And one of the lines is, Becoming a lawyer is the quickest way to ruin your life. Your only expertise is running up fees. And so many professions don't turn you into Jeff Sessions. There's so many more funny lines. You have to listen to it in a song. Me trying to read it, it's not giving it justice. But in a way, listening to that was a perfect way to end the week because I was just so down. I was just so down. I I thought, I don't think I could feel more tired. I was feeling it in my joints, my bones, everything, and was able to get past the week. And today, having Sunday afternoon available to me for some quiet time, my youngest daughter went shopping. My husband and I have just been alone in the house. It's super quiet. Although my, my youngest daughter... I call her my roommate now because she's almost 12. So she just kind of lives independently down the hall. But um, the house is just quiet. The sun is shining. It's a warm day, not too warm. And I'm just starting to feel I can do this. I made it through the week. I just kept swimming. Here I am. Next week will be a new week. I have some ideas in the next couple of weeks. I've had some articles that I've written that are more um, specific regarding uh, giving speeches and oral arguments. That'll be something that's coming up. I have some more. uh, I have some email tips. That will be an upcoming um, podcast. In the last few weeks, because the weeks have been so busy, I have been just hyper-focused on time management and attorney wellness, but I have some other topics that we'll talk about. Remember, again, you can find me on iTunes. Yay! Please subscribe. You can still find me on SoundCloud. That is the original platform. You can also go to my website at www.bremerlaw.com. You can find me on Twitter at Florence Law, Instagram, Florence Legally Brunette, and Facebook under my name. Have a great week and just keep swimming.